Welcome to Tell Me More Live, the recorded version of our live storytelling night at the Push Comedy Theater in Norfolk, Virginia. In this recording... Give it up for your next storyteller. Give it up for Travis Carl. Hello, everyone. I spilled beer on me. Um, In keeping with the theme. Uh, Also with keeping with the theme, Brendan Kennedy waited until Friday night to ask me to do this show, leaving me only two days, two days, to come up with a great story about sloth. And um, me keeping with the theme did not do it. I've prepared absolutely nothing. Instead, what I did today, instead of writing a story for you guys, is I watched Friday the 13th, Part 7, Jason Takes Manhattan. So, given that that's what I did with my time, here is the story of Friday the 13th, Part 7, Jason Takes Manhattan. So as we all know, it's Part 7, so Jason has died at least six times before this, and we open on a boat, a houseboat, on Crystal Lake, and it's two hot teenagers getting it on on the boat. It's also annoying how nice the boat is for teenagers to be on it. But they're getting it on. They start taking... We're five minutes into the movie, and there's already boobs. It's a great movie if you haven't seen it. They're next to the bed. They get naked, and then the guy stops. He stops her, and he goes, hold on. I have to go drop anchor which is not a euphemism for shitting. <laughs> so he goes, and he drops this anchor for the boat, and it hits the bottom of the lake where there's a power cord. Not power cord. It's not like a computer. It's a cable, a power cable. It splits, electrocuting a drowned Jason, thus reviving him <laughs> underwater. So the guy goes back. He starts getting on with the lady again. And then uh, he stops again. He goes, oh, no, I heard something. And then he goes to check out what it was because uh, apparently he hates sex. <laughs> and he's gone a while. And then his lady friend is, where'd he go? And she starts uh, walking up the steps to the top of the deck. And then a uh, guy in hockey mask stabs her. But it turns out wasn't Jason. It was the guy from earlier playing a hilarious joke. And then, instead of um, then having sex, they get back in bed, and he tells her the legend of Jason Voorhees, because this guy does not want to have sex ever. <laughs> the only thing wet in this movie is the outside of the boat. So as I'm sure you can all imagine, Jason climbs up the anchor, kills both of them, and then we cut to uh, a, uh, was it, senior class trip where they're all going to take a huge, uh, uh, like, cruise, the senior class, from Crystal Lake to Manhattan. (laughs) 
I don't know if you know there's no geography, but um, if you look at Crystal Lake, on this side, Camp Crystal Lake, and then on this other side over here is um, Manhattan. You guys remember your senior trip where you all took a cruise to New York? We lived near New York and nobody did that. I mean, not opposite end of a lake near, but pretty goddamn close. And then, uh, so we meet the protagonist of the film, which is a lady whose name escapes me, but she's a senior who was not going to go on the trip because she has aquaphobia, which apparently is a thing. She's afraid of water, but her favorite teacher convinces her to go on the trip, and the principal is mad about that for some reason. He is not happy that she is finally... And then we find out that the principal is her uncle and a dick. Uh, She's afraid of water because when she was a child, her uncle who raised her threw her in the water to teach her how to swim when she could not swim and she almost drowned. And that's why she's afraid of water and we never, ever once mention how her parents died. Um, Just going with... That's the most traumatic event of this orphan story, almost drowning in a lake. Hold on, I'm trying to remember the rest of the movie. I really didn't write any of this. (sighs) All right, so at one point, they set sail. Is it set sail if it's not a sailboat? I don't know nautical terms. Um, Anyway, they're they're on way. They're at sea, at lake, uh, on their way to Manhattan. This is a couple days' trip across the lake, and... um, we meet, the re- we meet the rest of the senior class, which there's, a, uh, there's the prom queen, who is also a cokehead. There's um, the, you know, the boxing team that every high school has. <laughs> Just a team of varsity boxers. <laughs> uh, weird kid who has a camera for some reason everywhere. Just filming stuff. And then... Then a, uh, it's the 80s, so a punk rock chick who just plays guitar everywhere. There's a, here's the best part. There's always a backing track, but it's just her playing guitar at various parts of the ship uh, until Jason kills them one by one. Um, you've all seen the movies. But it's also kind of a racist movie because how Jason kills the only black student on this trip is he just throws him in water. <laughs> so I'm like, wow, that is... Couldn't do that today. It was a bold move, considering Jason also can't swim. Um, that's how he died. But over the course of the film, he kills various members of the uh, senior class, and... Uh, One of them gets electrocuted on some of the ship's electrical equipment and then sparks fire and sets the whole boat on fire. Did I mention the aquaphobic chick had a dog? Because she does. She has a dog. uh, Who We started the movie. I'm like, as long as the dog makes it, I don't give a fuck about any of these kids. I don't want to see a border collie die. But the ship goes down, and we we don't know what happened to the dog. There is no stereotype about dogs not being able to swim. 
so he probably made it. Um, then I, don't, I dozed off for about ten minutes during this part, but the ship goes down. And then I wake up out of my weed nap, and they're all on a, they're all on the what do you call it, the little boat that's on the bigger boat. Um, what's that? The dinghy. Yes, is that what it's? <laughs> anyway, it's uh, it's principal uncle, uh, fun teacher, um, champion boxing student. <laughs> Aquaphobic chick. I think that's it. Oh, and uh, the captain of the boat's son, who is also on the senior trip. Also a senior. There's a whole other story arc where he uh, is being trained to be the sea captain and is not good at it. Um, so, good story for him. Boat went down. He didn't do whatever he wants now. Uh, his dad's dead. <laughs> Guess who's got his life back? Uh... By the way, for a movie that is called Jason Takes Manhattan, about 10 minutes of this movie take place in New York. 90% of this movie is on a boat. So they row the rest of the way to New York. You can tell because, you know, just on the other side of Crystal Lake, it goes Camp Crystal Lake, Crystal Lake, Statue of Liberty, (laughs) Manhattan. So they, they, they get to Manhattan, they're on some, you know, uh, I don't know, where they unload stuff, the docks, and uh, it's, uh, nobody there except for two muggers, because that's where you get victims, late at night at the docks where no one goes. But they do, they find, uh, they find them, they take the aquaphobic girl, and then they, uh, they bring her to an old dirty couch which is apparently littered all over these docks because there's about four of them in the movie. And uh, they're about to do horrible things to this girl when finally, for the first time ever in the series, you're going, thank God, there's Jason. (laughs) Apparently he learned to swim since the fifth movie. So he kills these would-be rapists. And she runs away, and then, uh, and then for some reason she still hates Jason. Like, this is the best guy in this whole movie. And then, uh, I'm trying to remember how this movie ends. Oh, yeah, Jason chases them into, into you know, it goes to the docks. It goes Camp Crystal Lake, Crystal Lake, Ellis Island, the docks. And then they run immediately into Times Square. <laughs> That's the geography that this movie puts out there. So they run in there. Uh, Jason kicks these punk rocker guys' boombox, breaking it, and they pull out knives and are like, what the fuck, Jason? And then Jason takes off his masks and starts walking towards them like he's going to kill them. And then they go, hey, it's cool, man, it's cool. And then Jason turns around and starts chasing those other people, which in six movies, no one's ever thought to go, hey, man, it's cool to Jason. <laughs> it's apparently the one way to get him to leave you alone, and nobody's thought of it until now. <laughs> Except for some skinny guy with a mohawk. 
In spite of the huge head start this interaction Jason had with the punk rockers that it gave uh, the sea captain's son and the uh, aquaphobic chick, which, what a, fun, what a fun couple to bring together. Sea captain, lady who's afraid of water. And they run into the subway. And then Jason chases them into the subway car. And they run through all the subway cars because Jason is not interested in killing anyone but these two people that he's never met. They've done nothing to Jason. They didn't drown him in the first movie. They weren't the kids from the... He's, they've never made. They weren't even the kids from the boat that he killed earlier that dropped an anchor on him. Why is he so mad? So anyway, they run to the back of the... Uh, they run out of train cars is what happens. So now it's just trains moving. They pull the emergency stop, jump out, start running down the tracks, and then uh, they manage to trick Jason into falling on the third rail where he is electrocuted for two seconds, and then the electricity stops because that's how the third rail works. <laughs> Everyone knows that the MTA has a special device that knows that when the heart stops... Stop sending electricity. <laughs> so thank God they got away. They're back up at uh, Times Square because they took a 12-minute train ride from Times Square back to Times Square. <laughs> and you're like, oh, thank God, we're finally safe. And then, oh, no, there's Jason again. He's not dead. As we know from the beginning of the film, electricity only makes him stronger. Brought him back in the beginning. Think it's going to kill him at the end? Go fuck yourself. So, he's chasing him again. And they knew the train thing didn't work, but they're not ready to give up on subterranean escapes. So luckily for them... As you see all over New York, there's an open manhole cover. <laughs> they jump down the open manhole where they continue to... A very well-lit, clean sewer, too. And by the way, I lived in New York briefly. I would rather be murdered by Jason above ground than go in a New York sewer. <laughs> While they're running around the sewer... They come across a lone maintenance worker doing whatever maintenance the sewer needs. And he goes, oh, my God, you kids need to get out of here. This is, we're only 10 minutes from the time when, when toxic waste floods the sewers like it does every night at this time. And they go, oh, can you help us escape? And he goes, yes, no problem. And then is promptly stabbed to death by Jason. We have eight minutes left in this movie and ten minutes before the toxic sewage. Long story short, they find a ladder just in time to watch Jason get swept away by, you know, New York's nightly toxic waste dumps. And then Jason, before their very eyes, turns in from the monster that we've known throughout the course of this two hours to the child he was when he died. 
the end. If you'd like to tell a story like this one, or just enjoy the show, visit tellmemorelive.org. That's tellmemorelive.org, where you'll find a list of upcoming shows, plenty of ways to pitch your story, and our podcast featuring storytellers from previous shows. Until next time, thanks for listening to Tell Me More Live.